On tonight's show, we've got Senior Bowl and we've got Super Bowl Sunbelt players. We'll tell you the rosters. We also got updates on basketball, women's, and men's. You know, it's that season. That's the shooty hoop season. And we're looking towards baseball and softball in the Sun Belt coming up. We got some preseason rankings. Hold up. Wait. What? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? It's us. We're back. Roll it. the show tonight we've got every night was a battle you can lock this in take it to the bank mm, no class at all it's unbelievable they should see a, a, a relatively quick turnaround show me the money big water slides no cone truck and everything one team stands alone well you know what i think about troy i'm losing my mind over here we've got the moment you've all been waiting for of course Well, welcome in to another exciting episode of the Bench Boys. Guess I mean, dude, dust the cobwebs off, push yeah. the papers off the desk. We got a, uh, we got a whole new toy to work we with. We got a brand new recording system. We're trying it all tonight. It's going to be one hell of a ride. That's part uh, of the reason that it's taken us a while to get back on the wagon yeah. here. But, I mean, life gets in the way, too. So. Yeah, life does get in the way. You know, Christmas, we're still celebrating it, basically. It's Our three. tree is still up. Well, there don't, you go. Don't judge us. Not judging whatsoever. But, not anyway, judging. you're not here to hear about our personal lives. You're here to hear about Sunbelt Football, sports, and stuff. Group of five sports. That's right. That's that, that's that's what we right. Because we are the Bench Boys. I'm Colin. I'm by Thomas, the way. and uh, yeah, we're the Bench Boys. Follow us on Twitter at the OG Bench Boys for sure. We're on Podbean. We're on. We are Spotify. just on social media. We're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to us, tell your friends to listen to us as well. That's, tell your friends. That's all you need. Tell to your know. friends. That's the point. Uh, but no, uh, a little bit of of a break for us. Uh, but no, this is gonna be a. a quick episode just to let everybody know we still are alive and kicking and uh we're still following the sunbelt yeah like we're still else. following the sunbelt better than anybody else we took a little break some people thought they caught up to us but they no really didn't. no they didn't they didn't uh, but yeah uh, let's just jump right into it go for uh, it and, and get out the gate out of the gate out the gate man we're in mobile so you know what that means because it's the last weekend of january and that means senior, senior bowl. bowl yeah and man we got stars out here, I we mean, do. you talk about the the best thing about Senior Bowl right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. That is the best thing about oh, Senior yeah. Bowl. The fact that that coaching staff that is coaching that NFL team right now in the Super Bowl in about two weeks uh, was here in Mobile last year, coaching up all these guys. Not the guys obviously this year, but the guys last year that were about to get you know drafted. I mean, seriously, what a, what a turnaround! <sighs> like. It reminds me of the the Braves in the '90s, the the worst of first Braves. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 amazing the kind of turnaround they've had, and I I'm so glad that Mobile gets to be a part of it. Oh yeah, I mean the the crazy you're talking about that turnaround, the 49ers little NFL tribute for you. They're the first team to lose ten plus games in five consecutive seasons to make a Super Bowl and win more than twelve games. First team ever in NFL history to do that. That in alone, I mean, you can attest to, to Kyle Shanahan and that organization and that staff. Uh, I mean, man, and they have just rolled through everybody this year. I know this is NFL we're talking about, but NFL, they, the, the playoffs has been really exciting. They like, were the last team to be knocked off and be undefeated. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were the last one standing at yeah. the, when that all shook out. Oh, so. yeah. And so they, it, the playoffs, NFL, I'm not, I don't know if you're a big NFL guy. 
I, as I've gotten older, I've be, I think I've become more of an NFL fan. I really didn't like, especially during college. Obviously, I didn't really care about it at all. And but now, like it, the playoffs this year have been epic. I mean, because now it's guys that we've most of the players now are guys that we watched in college, like that were that were running. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Deshaun Jackson, Watson, yeah, all those guys. I mean, it just so it's fun to like see those guys because it's kind of a new generation. I would say. I mean, you had Tom Brady and you had Drew Brees get knocked Peyton out. Peyton Manning, like well, th- I'm just Brett talking about Favre. this year. Like oh. you had Tom Brady and Drew Brees get knocked out. By who? A bunch of young kids. Like so, I would. I, and I'm just saying it might be a turning of the, you know, a turning of the page for the NFL. And uh, but no, it, it's going to be one heck of a thing. And back to Senior Bowl. I mean, just that's huge for them. And and you know, I haven't been out there yet this week, but obviously we have local media all over the place covering it. And I mean, we've got some superstars out here. Jalen Hurts, obviously. Big time player out of it. I mean, he's the guy. Like in Alabama right now, let me tell you something. Jalen Hurts sold ten thousand tickets for the Senior Bowl alone. Like that's what he did. And so I think this is going to be one of the biggest Senior Bowls ever. Like I mean, the the guy who who runs it, Jim Nagy, he said this is going to be as close to as Tim Tebow year because that was their last like just phenomenal year. I mean, they've had really good years since then, but they're they they're loaded. I mean, they've got some really good quarterbacks. They've got some good Sun Belt players. They've already been talking about Kendall Vinder out of uh, Georgia Southern already, and we're two days in into the into it, and they're already talking about him as just a stud of a defensive back. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it real quick. There, we we really only have three Sun Belt players in this game right now, uh, based on the rosters. We got Tyler Bass, the kicker out of Georgia Southern. He's been placed on the North roster, and they they, they have some shenanigans with the team names, oh, yeah. so the South isn't necessarily in the North especially when it comes to special teams. His teammate, like you said, Kendall Vildor, is on the South team. And uh, Appalachian State's Akeem Davis-Gaither is mm-hmm. also on the South team. There's the only three Sunbelt teams, Sunbelt players in Mobile this week uh, for the Senior Bowl. Yeah. But, you know, I, you talk about the best of the best. With all due respect to their other teams in the conference, the Louisiana, Troy, and Georgia State. Georgia State, Arkansas State, those are three of the best players from the Sun Belt there. They are. They are. I, I mean, there's been a lot of talk. Uh, I know the Arkansas State fan base is not the most happy. But you want to know what? The, the, I will say, your two guys, they went out and showed out. They showed out. At the, they were in the NFLPA Bowl, I'm pretty sure, in, at, in Pasadena. They showed out. That's what they wanted to do. So you guys can talk all the trash you want, but... This was this is it. I mean, this is it. Yeah, you. We would have loved to have seen Omar down here. That would have been, I think, can you, really. Can you imagine Jalen to Omar? Yeah, that would have been really fun to see. I will say that. Um, but you know, it's just how things shake out. They still showed out. I mean, let me tell you something. NFL teams still go to that NFLPA bowl. I can tell you that. If it's in the Rose Bowl, they're gonna go to it. So it's not like they didn't get eyes on them. Um, so no, it's it's gonna be a really fun week. Uh, it's it's a really intriguing atmosphere because. The game itself isn't that big of a deal. Who wins the game isn't... The coaches are here for the four days leading up to it. They want to see... And, and they put them through specific drills that they... that and, and they grade these guys. I mean, under the gun, under every minute, they are under a an eye that's looking at them when they're out on that field. Speaking of eyes, I had the sports director. I overheard him talking to somebody about it today. They had an eye test mm-hmm. where they had these guys looking around, like following the dots, like mm-hmm. when you were a kid, like Dora the Explorer, just to see your reaction to oh, it. Yeah. Crazy stuff. 
And another little industry secret, little tidbit, all the scouts and stuff, they're gone by Thursday. Yeah, they are there. It is a ghost town yeah. in the in the on media row on go on yeah. by Thursday oh, yeah. of the senior bowl. The only people left are local media. Yeah. The local media is gonna cover it. But but I mean it, we I mean Jeremy Reeves, we've had him on our show. Jeremy Reeves participated in this ball game. We got I Brandon I, Silvers. Brandon Silvers was in this ball game. But but we and we talked to both of those guys in in the past about what really kind of goes on and the biggest thing that happens this week for a lot of these kids are the interviews. They they are sitting down and they're asking, I mean they're 20 30 minutes, sometimes even an hour long interview that you've got three to four different guys or or just one coaching staff with you just talking to you and it could be about anything. I mean they they literally and they're just trying they're trying to feel you out and for guys that Come from smaller schools like Georgia Southern, like App State, like hell. There's there's guys from North Dakota State. There's guys from small, like small, small schools that are out here that don't get the national attention, that don't get interviews on ESPN all the time, and they're like, like, and they understand it. These guys do. I mean, they're all seniors. They're gonna, they understand where they're at in their career, and they understand how vital this is. And these interviews that they're that are going on, this is what they're really judging you off of. They've seen your tape by now. They're, they're NFL scouts. They've seen your tape. If they want to, if they need any extra additive yeah. to see how you play, they'll get out there on the oh, field yeah. and watch you. Yeah. But right now, this is about what are you like? What mm-hmm. are you about? This is the first time they get their hands on you. It's like the Detroit Auto Show. The Detroit Auto Show. Uh, Ford and Dodge and Chevy. They roll out these. These awesome-looking uh, uh, promotion, like not promotional, these uh, concept futuristic cars, yeah. and they're like, "This is what we're gonna sell you." And they're like, "Yeah, we like that, but we don't like that. We like this, but we don't like that." Mm-hmm. And then that's how you they get the Mustang that is actually not a Mustang anymore. Mm-hmm. Just to do, that's the whole point of oh, this. Yeah. Rant. I mean, and, it, and it's huge. I mean, Titus Howard from Alabama State last year. The Senior Bowl is what I mean. He was already gonna be a second round guy for sure, but it was what he did this week at the Senior Bowl. This is a guy from Alabama State that ended up being a first round draft pick, and is now making millions of dollars in the NFL. I mean, the, he he had a he had a banged up first the year. Rookie starting quarterback for the New York Giants, Daniel Jones. Yeah, got his was start here. right here. Was here. I mean, and it, but I mean, granted, yes, he went to a Duke. But for guys like that, but he's the quarterback is, at Duke. Oh, he's yeah. not Jalen Hurts. I, he isn't Jalen Hurts. I, I understand that. But I mean, he is in a Power Five conference. I will say that. I, it, it's huge week for all these guys. And when you get out there and you see it, the guys know it. I mean, you could be looking at a guy that maybe gets a fourth round, fifth round grade, and if he shows out here in front of the talent that's down here right now. That could bump him up into a second round grade. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's what happened with Howard last year out of Alabama State. Everybody said, oh, he's Alabama State. Okay, he's a big guy. He's going to handle most of the people. He still, he handled, I mean, D, Power 5, D1 defensive tackles all week long. And that's what got him up in there. And Jim Nagel will talk about that. I mean, there's plenty of good stories. So these three guys out of the Sun Belt, this is a huge week for them. And they all know that. Vidor, I think, is a guy that, if, depending on how well he does, Throughout the week, I really think he could improve his draft stock like by a lot, just of how well he prepares and how well he practices this week. And then, obviously, these interviews that we've been talking about. So it's going to be a big week for them. Uh, and obviously, so you're talking Senior Bowl. So let's they're go all trying from, to play into you know, the Super Bowl. Let's go from Mobile to Miami. Mobile to Miami. Yeah, I love so, the shirt, right? Right? No, I, I thought it was great. Sweet shirt. Um, we have some Sunbelt sun representatives 
on staff in the senior bowl or Super Bowl this, in the next couple weeks as well. Okay. Um, not nearly. Relatively fewer because yeah. we have one active player. We have Matt Breida, the okay. Georgia Southern running back on the Niners. Okay. Everybody else is practice squad or injured. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Elijah uh, McGuire. We we talked about him a couple weeks ago. He was signed to the Chiefs. He's the only Sun Belt representative on the Chiefs. Louisiana guy. Yeah, Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, I remember. Um, he was a draft pick. Yes, he was. He was one of the only draft picks that year. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'm pulling for him and hoping he. I mean, I hope he gets a ring. But also, the chance for the most Sun Belt players to get a ring would be the Niners because you've got uh, Matt Breida, you've got Ronald Blair, the Appalachian State guy who's on the reserve injured list. You've got uh, Jarek McKinnon. Is that name familiar? Jarek McKinnon. That was yep. the guy that I was talking about. Yeah. So he is on the Niners this year. Yeah. He's hurt, um, though, I'm pretty sure. He is, yeah. He's on reserved injured yeah. IR list there. Um, there was one more. I guess there wasn't. I guess I'm just an idiot and I don't know how to <laughs> read. More. I wish. Um, but, yeah, no, that's that's about it. So, I guess there's three on the So, Niners. three guys in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's yeah. not bad. I mean, they, Four, but, yeah. Yeah. And two of them are from Georgia Southern. We two. Got one from State. There you go. So, bad. just like the senior bowl. Yeah. It's not bad. No, we um, So, yeah, Georgia Southern, App State, you guys got some, like, formula going on I right guess. now. I guess. So. Uh, but no, it, uh, see, I mean that—that's just cool. I, 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 just to be able to. I mean, I mean, I know there's some some colleges that have multiple guys on, you know, that are representative. But Sunbelt, I, and I think that's going to change over the next couple of years. I think we're going to get a lot more representation in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I, it, we've already seen it. You know, we're, there, there's going to be some good representation. There's so. um, and, and something else worth going back to the Senior Bowl about is that there are a ton of local guys from the Mobile area that get a shot just because they're from the Mobile mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon Silvers was probably in the Senior Bowl. Uh, he was talented, obviously, but I think a big part of drawing him there was the fact that he's from Orange Beach, 30, 45 yeah. minutes away. Oh, yeah, I love Jeremy that. Reeves, obviously a great player, still with the Redskins right now, mm-hmm. but he's from South Alabama. He lived. He's from Pensacola. Mm-hmm. This is his backyard. Oh, yeah. So... Anytime that there's a hole, I think that it's the easiest for them to go to a senior on South or Troy or Southern Miss, for oh, example, yeah. even, just to pull yeah, somebody. Yeah, did Edo Smith, I'm pretty sure, play in this Edo game? Edo Smith yeah. was in this yeah. game, and so, he's with the Falcons now. Yeah, so, there you go. Falcons. So, uh, no, the good representation in the uh, senior and Super Bowls. So, uh, football pretty much wrapping up. Uh, the Sun Belt, I will give a quick rundown. We came in second, the Sun Belt did this year. Yes. Uh, in bowl winning percentage. They finished three and two. Yes. Uh, shocker. I think, what did I, did I go five and one? You six did. And, six and you one? went five and one. I think the only one we got wrong was when we picked Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Yep. That's the only one you got wrong. Yep. I got Georgia State wrong and. You know, we didn't talk about. We haven't talked about them yet. We haven't talked about them yet. They just came up. But they just now did. We got to talk about them. We got to do it. The Division II national title. With our the favorite champions, team. The UWF Argonauts coming home with Ugh. a Division II national championship. Somebody jumped on the bandwagon. Somebody didn't for the national title. And that somebody who didn't was me. Yeah. I did not have any faith in them. And I sincerely apologize. It, I don't think we can give this enough credit to... This this just team like no. this program Mm-mm. four years old four year old program they've been to two national titles and they've won one time in a four year old program that literally was playing flag football about eight years ago that not, not even that five the, years ago their, their coaches didn't they they had trailers as their offices they didn't have an actual ground foundation 
built office. It was trailers, and it was a field. It, it like this is it's one of the most incredible stories, and people really jumped on it. I mean, I know we're 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 recapping you know a month long, to almost a month and a half long history right here. It, it happened that long ago, but for. <laughs> This, I mean, it was incredible. And then the the way they did it, Austin Reed, a redshirt freshman quarterback, going just that in, first half. I mean, he had three hundred ninety something yards in the first half. Had five touchdown passes. I mean, just incredible. Pete Shinnick, that guy. I mean, you you talked about you love Pete Shinnick. I do. You, you really do. I do. I, I I think he'll be a really good offensive coordinator at D one. I don't know if he'll be necessarily a head coach anytime soon. But I think you know the Big Twelve might come calling uh, because the Big Twelve loves that style of offense, and I think it works in the Big Twelve. Uh, we'll see what Mike Leach does at Mississippi State this year to see you know what if that that style of offense works in the SEC. Uh, but no, but just back to back to Pete Shinnick, just a character guy. I've heard a lot about him. Like he doesn't allow his players to cuss. Whenever all the music that they listen to during practices is actually bleeped out, like. It, really, there'll be rap music, but they will bleep out all the words. Like he, like he is a a, a respect driven type of coach. Like they, he, if you talk trash to anybody, I mean, he's in your face, man. Like he doesn't allow that. Like he's he is a no nonsense type of a coach, which is a good thing to have. Um, and and I, that gets you places. And, and he's on, I, he's already on the map just just by doing this with what he's had. And think about it, Division Two. You get 36 scholarships. That's what you get. You don't get 85 scholarships like D1. You get 36. So you got to find 36 guys that are semi-good football players, and then you're just piecing together a football team. I was about to that. say, and then on top of that, you got to make sure they're healthy. Yeah. Because we talked about that. That was the, the storyline last year. That, yeah. that was the storyline we talked about last yeah. year. I was in. I loved Pete Shinnick. I was like, I want him for the next Troy coach. But yeah. then I saw. The healthy, the healthiness just drained out of his oh, players, yeah. and how much that I mean, hurt he was their playing team. Playing with a fifth-string quarterback last year, he was. This year, I mean, now granted, Austin Reed is a redshirt freshman, but Austin Reed actually originally went to Southern Illinois, which is Division One. It's an FCS school. Salukis, Salukis, and just North wasn't. He's from Florida originally, and so he decided, eh, it's not for me. And he came back to West Florida, and man, I mean, it, it just incredible. You talk about the Senior Bowl being a uh, good pedestal for players to shine, a good stage for players to perform yeah. on. That Division Two game, if he decides to move up, and a lot he decides, of Texas schools yeah, might be calling him. Yeah, because that's that's where it was. It was out in Texas. So I mean, I could see him going to Southern Miss or a Rice oh, if they needed. Oh a player yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, he it, it it's it it was incredible to watch. I mean. Because the team that they were playing was, I mean, it was uh, Minnesota State. They had the number one defense in the country, scoring-wise. They they give up an average of like 12, 13 points a game. Oh, well, about that. Yeah, they scored 28 in the first quarter. And you're just like, oh my. Now, it was back and forth. I don't want to lean lead anybody on to say. No, yeah. Like, like okay, UWF did have an 18-point lead in the third quarter. They completely, they, they pulled away. But it was... Like it was back and forth. The, the, there were twenty eight points scored in the first quarter total. Like and it was. I mean, uh, actually no. Excuse me. There was thirty five. It was twenty one fourteen after the end of the first quarter. This was a back and forth. Nobody could really stop any offense. And but just the fact of what you just saw. Like Minnesota State had no answer for the passing game of UWF, and that's what Pete Sanders. He's going to throw the ball all over creation. And just the routes they're running, I mean, it was incredible. It's just an incredible run, incredible story. Four-year-old program, uh, first-ever national championship. 
you know, and Pensacola is like they're having the parade this coming weekend for them. I guarantee you there'll be close to fifteen to twenty thousand people out because people like that's how Pensacola is. Like they will treat like I, I saw you. I'm gonna get into it just a little bit here. I saw you talking. There's some people that were talking about UWF uh, loose conversations that they're gonna go to Sun Belt. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna crush that right now. No, I know that you weren't behind that, but they aren't gonna leave D2. They don't need to leave D2. They don't have the money to leave D2. Uh, they need to stay here, and they're going to be like North Dakota State. Who, my my entire joke was about my entire thing was a joke. It was yeah, about how yeah, I understood it's that. the ten year yeah. cycle there. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I absolutely agree yeah. with you. It's it's a good situation. Be for North to be Dakota in. State. Yeah, they they've won eight national yeah. titles in the last I, I, nine honestly, years. Even if they did move up to SCS, let's say they decided to, that's as far as they would go. Yeah. Even if yeah. they did that, because I don't see them even doing no. that. No, they don't need to. I don't. They don't need to jump. Um, I I think FCS should be should be the goal. I don't think I, I just don't think Sunbelt's there now. On on my end, because I always talk about education, they actually they do have the education side. They have master's programs. They have graduate degree. Programs. Do they have the alumni base? They have. They've got plenty of money. I can tell you that. There. I mean, there that isn't. I don't think is a problem. It's just I don't think they. I don't think the administration wants them to be like that because. So- Realistically, we could probably see a feasibility study. Probably for the um, FCS. I well, think. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they went ahead and just feasibility studied FBS too. Yeah. But I think we're on the same page there. They're not going anywhere. No. no. Um, especially if you got a coach who's bringing you, taking you to the title game every other yeah, year I w- and winning at every four. Why not? I mean, Wisconsin Whitewater, I think they've won like 15 national titles in Division Three. I know it's Wisconsin. We're talking about Pensacola, Florida. But. You'll win them. You'll win them. I mean, I'm going to get into North Dakota State right now. Hey, hey, look at this. They have more national titles than South Alabama. They do. They have that. That's still, uh, you know, South South made the big jump, but see, South also had teams that were already Division One. Right. So it, it, right, and I, it's not a knock against them. No, I could have really chosen any uh, most Sun Belt teams. Yeah, but at. at not too many that have national titles. Not too many that have national titles. Yeah. So, um, so no. Uh, but the other team that I want to talk about national titles, just because we are the smaller school type thing, and I know they aren't the smaller school field, but and I mentioned them a little bit earlier, was North Dakota State. This is the one crazy stat that I found. North Dakota, North Dakota State in the last nine years has won eight national titles, and they have eight losses. They have as many national titles as they do losses, which is wild to think about uh, considering they do play in the playoffs so they're playing 15 games a year as well uh, so yeah it's just it's it's pretty wild to to think so uh, North Dakota State still rolling they're the Alabama of the FCS no doubt so, well I think that's enough I think we've covered all the football football wise unfortunately it'll be what like two I think we're at like 221 days until football um, it's it's a long we're like, back we're at like 31 weeks back to the drought think about it in months uh, if you if you only do months, might help. it's only like six that seven might help. months. So that's well, we got spring football, so that'll, we do. that'll keep. We got the draft, so we'll we'll keep you up to date on that stuff. Meanwhile, let's go around the belt. Around the belt. Yeah, we're going around the belt, and uh, we're talking basketball right now. And we're going to start out with the women's because ladies first, as you know, because we are gentlemen. we're gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, right now, we got three teams at five and one: Coastal Carolina, Troy, and Texas Arlington, all sit at five and one. Coastal Carolina and Troy both sitting at well, well, fifteen and two and fourteen and three, and then everybody else, their overall records, eh, not as like 
great. I mean, UTA, we've talked about they had a crazy hard schedule. They're sitting at 11, seven, 11 and 7, which is really good for them, uh, and 5 and 1 in conference. And then you have four teams that are one game out of first place. You have four teams at 4 and 2 right now UL, excuse me, Louisiana, UALR, South Alabama, and Coach Terry Fowler, and Arkansas State, uh, all sitting at 4 and 2, but only two of those teams actually have a 500 or, or above. UALR is 6 and 11. Uh, and Arkansas State is seven and ten. So overall, not great records in the Sun Belt when it comes to overall records. Um, Coastal, Troy, and UTA. I know Louisiana has the win over Troy right now, which is a, a solid win, a very solid win because I think that was at out on the road as well. Um, is it, that's a solid win for Louisiana? Uh, I'm still putting my money on Troy and UTA in the championship. Uh, UTA, I. I I, Coastal is is good right now. They're fifteen and two. I just the way that Troy handled Coastal in their first matchup. That was the first game of, of the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, Troy was up by twenty two at one point in that game. I mean they they and and Troy had to slow down, and that's when Troy doesn't know how to slow down. Um, and then UTA is still just doing UTA things, playing really sound defense, not not letting a lot of people score. Uh, I, I like. I know Troy has this thing where they don't allow teams to score over 70 points. They're undefeated when they don't allow a team to score over 70 points. They're 1-3 when they do. So basically the magic number for Troy is don't let them score 70 points and you're going to win. Uh, UTA... So I, far, they've only done it four times. Yeah, they've only done it four times. They're 1-3 in those four games. So, um, But no, I'm, I'm going to stick with Troy. I, I just think they're... they're just too big right now. Uh, now they do, they have, they've got some big games coming up this week. Texas State, who is zero six in the conference, they play uh, in the in the uh, weekday contest, and then they get UTA on Saturday, and the, both those games are in Troy. Um, so that's going to be a big Saturday for sure against UTA. Is going to be a good game uh, to watch for some belt women's basketball. Let's, let's let's recap this real quick because I want to make a point. I think this might be. Uh, honestly, one of Troy's most dominant women's basketball teams. Oh, for sure. Because two of those losses, Mississippi State dropped 122 on them. They did. <laughs> and Duke nearly dropped 100 on them. Yes. I don't think those are two teams to be ashamed of losing to. No. I think the only one worth even like being upset about is the upset where Louisiana beat Troy by six points yeah. there earlier this month. I This is a really strong, powerful team. And I it know is. we talked last year. We said, I don't think Troy is going to lose a single conference game. And then what they do? They dropped a bunch of them. Yeah. I really feel like this team is more dominant than that one was. Well, um, see, here's the thing. So you know how I talked to you about Troy allowing teams to score 70? Uh, well, UT Arlington is teams to score 60 on them. I remember this conversation. In conference play, they have allowed one team to score more than 60 points on them, and that was Coastal Carolina, and they lost 62-56. to 56. UTA did. That's their only loss in conference. Uh, since, other than Coastal Carolina, they have allowed 44, 58, 60, 52, and 34 points a game. So... This Saturday, the game between Troy and UTA, that's going to say a lot about who really is the top team. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll I'm going to have to watch that. We'll, we'll come back and watch oh, it. We'll talk about it. You know, we talk about the defenses, what's going to give 
we're going to see uh, this weekend uh, of who's got the best defense uh, when it comes to the, the Sun Belt. So, uh, so yeah, that's the Sunbelt women's uh, women's rankings right now. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna put my money. I don't think there's much change uh, in it over the next couple of weeks. I still think those three teams are gonna be the top three teams. So, uh, on the men's side of the Sunbelt, we've got eh, not much separation. Uh, we've got, women is still early. It's still early. Yeah, it really is. January, we're still looking at teams and seeing how really they're gonna play out. The we're rest of the year. we're really almost. If you think about it, we're nine games into the conference schedule, which is about halfway through. I will say that. Every team's played nine games. You play, I think, 18 to 19 games. Uh, Well, actually, probably more than that. Probably like 22 games. Um, So, but no, we're about nine games in. UALR, uh, seven. We're past the halfway point in the year. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, UALR, seven and two leads. uh, The solo first. And then you have the two Georgia teams that are one game behind. And then Arkansas State and South Alabama. Who was picked to win the whole thing? I think they're trying to hit their groove. Uh, it took them a little while. You know, a lot of people were up on them to begin the season because they got a lot of big transfers. It takes it takes time for guys like that to mesh. It it just and I think that's kind of the thing. And I think they're going to peak at the right time. I really think I still think South Alabama is going to be a really good team come conference time, just because they do have the star power to make a make a run. Um, uh, so yeah, no, South Alabama um, definitely is that. UALR, Troy, uh, I will say four and five. Troy was picked to finish dead last in the conference. Right now they're uh, eighth, eighth and ninth, I think. Yeah. I think ninth out of 13 teams. Uh, so yeah. Um, Take a look at Texas State, though. They're on a five-game win streak right now. They are. Uh, Beating Coastal Carolina. App State, yeah, that's bottom of the barrel there. App State, ULM. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana, where are they ranked? They're not... They're, not They're too two high. and seven. There's, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not necessarily against the the bet cream of the crop there. No. But to string together five straight W's. Yeah. They they really they really haven't lost since in, in fifteen days. They haven't yeah. lost in two weeks. Well, well, Troy played Little Rock uh, a couple weeks ago when Little Rock was the number one team in the conference and beat them seventy six seventy one at home, and then they played the number one team in Georgia State uh, this past weekend. And beat them as well at home. So they really like to play number one ranked teams in the conference at home, and they do really well. Who they got this weekend? This time they got to play Little Rock on the road, which is the number one team. So we're gonna see. Really, I I will give it this. Scott Cross. Yes, we're homers. Yes, we're Troy guys. But you can't tell me that there is a diff that there isn't a difference between Troy basketball over the last three years, with the exception of the uh, they had Wesley Pearson Pearson as a senior. Than what it is now. There is a significant difference in what this team I, looks like. I hate to use comparisons because this is going to cross sports and cross teams. Uh, yeah. uh, but I'm really getting a vibe of the 98 Tennessee Volunteers because the year before you had Peyton Manning, you had the stars aligning there for what should have been a national title year. But this year, the next year, they didn't have anybody. But what did they do? They still ended up winning the title. Mm-hmm. That's the same momentum shift that I'm feeling. I don't think it's comparable because there's Troy basketball is not going to win a national championship no. anytime soon. Prove me wrong, <laughs> but I feel that last the last couple of years Troy had the talent. Troy had the the players there, mm-hmm. and they could they did they made a conference championship run. They did, but they made one in a sea of losing seasons. Yes, this year it feels like the pieces are all in place for this to be a solid team. It might not necessarily go anywhere, but it feels like a better team than it was the previous year. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I I think coaching is is huge. I think you I think what? Scott Cross is going to be probably only going to be here for four years at the most, and then he's going to take a take a ride on the upscale train. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably to a Big Twelve school. Probably. Uh, he's just he's I, he's just that good um, of a coach. I think because to me, in my opinion, I don't think the talent's there. I don't think that. I think he he did a pass job this this year, and obviously this is his first year, but I think his recruiting is going to get better. This guy has guys in the NBA right now that were drafted from UTA when he was there. That's what this guy brings. If if, if you get draft picks, you're a good coach. That's just how it is. So um, I think I think they are on the rise i think a lot of people at the beginning of the year when people pick them to finish dead last in the sun belt i think a lot of people laughed yeah because a lot of people are like do you not know who they just hired that's what i think uh it's it's worth also uh, we talked about the the num- beating the number one teams and i know that this is this is nothing but i went back and what i watched the texas a&m game now i know that's a texas a&m game team that's in the same position troy is in in a rebuilding year and i know i've talked about this before the texas a&m game where troy stood up to an SEC basketball team and had them on the ropes the whole game, mm-hmm. that's more fight than I've seen in any Troy basketball team in the past couple of years, even when they won the conference title. So Yeah, I mean that's a Texas AM team that's they're right at eight and eight right now, two and three in the SEC. So it's not a great team, but not a bad it's a, team. it's a it's a solid team for Troy They're to be standing better up. Better than Ole Miss right now. They're 0-5. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so, somebody's got to be the So bottom. that is the basketball roundup. Um, I, there's going to be a lot of movement in, in basketball, I think, over the next yeah. couple of weeks. There's and, just, and that was my point. It's not that necessarily we're early in the season, but there's still going to be a lot of movement. There's still a lot of things to shake out. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, basically, we're just going to do one quick little roundup with uh, with softball. There was a, some preseason – softball and baseball, I guess. Uh, there were some preseason uh, rankings that came out. Um, earlier this week, and uh, our one we had one Sun Belt team make it for softball, and uh, like I said before the show, three guesses at which one that is, Thomas. Louisiana, Louisiana, and Louisiana. Louisiana, there you go. Fifty game winner last year. Uh, year in, year out, it doesn't matter. They're gonna be a national. Uh, probably they're gonna be a Contender. national seed. Yeah, they're a national seed. That's just what they are. Uh, it is incredible what is going on at, in, up in Lafayette. It's incredible what's been going on in Lafayette for the past, oh, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years. Uh, they're just used to winning 50 games a year. That's just what they do. They turn it out. I'll put money on it right now, January 21st. I'm going to say they win 50 games again this year just because that's how good they are. Um, they are the only ranked team. They're ranked ahead of LSU. Alabama came in ranked number one. Uh, in the in the country, uh, Louisiana is also ranked ahead of Florida State, who was number one in the country uh, a couple years ago as well. Uh, for baseball, uh, we've had one, uh, I guess, ranking preseason ranking well, we preseason talked, poll. Yeah, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, Louisiana and South Alabama were both ranked in a poll. I want to say it was Collegiate America. Is that that was it? Probably Baseball America Base- or something. Uh, yeah, or Collegiate. It was Collegiate Baseball. That's yeah, what it was. I'm baseball. getting the two confused. But um, they were ranked in their top 25. A newer top 25 came out. You said it was D1Baseball.com? D1Baseball, I think, came out with... Uh, I don't think we had a Sunbelt team in any of that. Nobody made it in that one, which was kind of shocking. You would have thought Louisiana or South would have made it. Coastal. Or Coastal, yeah. Coastal would have been one for sure. I, and, and we talked about that a couple years ago as well. It was just bizarre to see who was picked in that. It was bizarre to see who's picked in this one. But, I mean, obviously, they know more about baseball than we yeah, do. Yeah, they might. 
<laughs> just a little. <laughs> um, they might. But they don't know the Sunbelt like we do, and it's bizarre to me to think that not, not even one of the Sunbelt's teams is deserving of a top 25 spot. I don't know. Maybe we got more in between 25 and 50 than we think. Depends. Also, who cares about preseason rankings anyway? Not this guy. What are you talking about? Nah, they don't care. They so, don't mind. They don't. They aren't. They aren't legit. We had a. Uh, didn't South Alabama have a? Actually, you know what? South Louisiana and Coastal. Those are the three teams that had a preseason All American um, a couple weeks ago. So yes, um, uh, I'm looking at um, just teams, group of five, mid majors, whatever you call them. In baseball, uh, East Carolina is the only non-Power 5 team in the top 25. Where are they so ranked? They are ranked 21. They won. They were a 47-game winner uh, last year. So uh, everybody else is Louisville, uh, preseason number one, and Vanderbilt uh, as well. Those well, yeah, they're the— Vanderbilt won the national title last defending year. Defending champs. I think they beat Michigan. They did. Correct. They so, did. Um, so yeah, so no, that's uh, that's baseball. Uh, it's getting going. Uh, baseball is usually late uh, February, and the good big thing about baseball this year in the Sun Belt, Montgomery is hosting it uh, as well. So they're we hosting. Try to, try to make a drive up there. We might uh, in a couple in a couple of years. I, you know, we're talking about UWF. Might have to not go that far for a basketball tournament. We were talking about that. Um, Pensacola gets the. Gets yeah, Kate Ritchie shared. Kara Ritchie, apologies. Well, was a PNJ shared, article. It shared a PNJ article, mm-hmm. Pensacola News Journal article, saying that Pensacola was one of the teams uh, among one the, of the spots, uh, yeah. trying to get the spot for the mm-hmm. Sun Belt basketball tournament. Apparently, mm-hmm. the bid is up for renewal. Yeah. Uh, there was some place in Mississippi. Huntsville was up for it. Pensacola mm-hmm. was up for it. There was some other team place that was up for it. The thing that blew my mind in all of this, and the thing that blew my mind when we had the baseball discussion. Back when we started this podcast, Mobile was, mm, Mobile was nowhere to be found. Is yep. Mo- any, Mobile anywhere to be found in this one? No. Not at all. Not at all. I, no. I'm pounding my fist on the desk just because mm. it's upsetting to me that the team, the, a city with three aging sports venues is doing nothing to fill them, yep. yet they're complaining about, hey, what are we going to do? We need to do this. This is right here. Hot take, not afraid to say it. One of the worst sports towns. No, you're absolutely right, which is blows my mind. We Mobile had we had a whole episode about it. Yep. We talked about Mobile versus Pensacola. Yep. Mobile is an awful sports town, and yet, and yet, I'm still upset that Josh Donaldson's with the Twins now. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, that's so, what it all boils down to in the end, anyway. Uh, another just quick hitters, I think, uh, for us tonight. Uh, South Alabama quarterback. Uh, Cephas Johnson is transferring in the portal since we've recorded Tyler Sumter, yes. uh, one of the best punter kicker uh, yeah. duo in the graduate transfer. Graduate transfer, yes, he did graduate from Troy. He's also in the portal. We're going to see where he goes. I think there's might be some SEC schools that are knocking on his door. I'm sure, just because of Alabama, where he's at. Alabama <laughs> needs somebody to make. I don't even know points. if Tyler Sumter wants to give that a shot. That That's- would be. I mean, if he if he turns down Alabama, I will be a much bigger fan of him than I am. Probably now, so, which is hard to uh, do. And then you talk about baseball, just minor league baseball. There's actually a committee that was formed uh, by three mayors of I think Columbus, Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, and Chattanooga, Tennessee, that basically is going to try to hopefully save minor league baseball because there's a legitimate problem because the MLB just doesn't want to fund minor league baseball. And that's anymore. something that I uh, completely missed. That's that's something I learned today. Yeah. So, and I hope you learned something today too. Yeah, those are our quick hitters for the end of the end of the show. Uh, once again, yeah, we are back. This is an abbreviated show, uh, but no, it, it's uh, we we've got a lot of stuff going on. We got 
another bench boy, uh, the, my, my co-host Thomas Gleaton here, is going to be mar- a married man in like almost a month. Yeah. Uh, 39 She's days. She's the one counting. The y'all. audience is counting. Uh, turns out the audience is also his wife-to-be. Uh, but no, Ed, so we've he's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, both of us have, have got a lot of stuff going on, career and personal life type stuff. So uh, so no, we will, we're going to try to get back on the groove here uh, to, to get back normally putting out stuff. But, but we just want to prove to you that we're still alive. Yes, we are still alive. We have not been captured. The Russians did not, you know, like, Come and grab us because of our Facebook posts or anything like that. Uh, but no, we're we're still good. So so in the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at the OG Bench Boys. We're on everywhere you can find podcasts. We are on everywhere you can find podcasts. Spotify, don't ignore ignore the grammar. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're everywhere. He's calling on Thomas. Anything else to say? No, I mean just uh, 2020, man. 2020 yeah. vision. That's right. It's, it's crazy. Crazy that we're here. I really thought that we were gonna have flying cars in 2020. Like I remember when I was a little kid, I literally like, like at a dinner table one night, I was like, "We're gonna have flying cars by 2020." No, we barely have cars that drive themselves. Now, yeah, so. We can't even build a truck that doesn't. Its windows don't get shattered. Tesla. So uh, on that note, actually, uh, we hope that you guys uh, haven't missed us too much uh, and uh, come on back.